Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay, you guys, there is so much more to life than just workouts and healthy recipes. This is all of those real moments, the good, the bad, and the sometimes hilarious things that make life so worth living. So how do you live it? This is the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. What's up, you guys? Welcome to Let's Do Life with Autumn Calabrese. I am your host, Autumn Calabrese. As promised last week, I do have a big announcement to make today. But before I make my announcement, I want to share a story with you guys. Now, this is a story not many people know about me unless you really, truly know me. So let me share my story. And after my story, I will get to my announcement. Okay. I was five years old in kindergarten. My parents had already been divorced for three years. My dad had a house in Euclid, Ohio that we stayed at when we were with him. And my mom had an apartment that wasn't too far away. I don't really have any memories of my mom's place. I only remember one day in that apartment. There are no other memories except that one fateful day. My mom had my sister, brother, and I for her days of the week. And we had been at the apartment playing all day. It was a two-bedroom, and my siblings and I shared a bedroom on one side of the apartment while my mom's room was on the other side of the apartment. Bobby and I had been running back and forth, chasing each other, and as we were running, my hips started to hurt. I remember stopping multiple times and saying to my mom, Mom, my hip hurts. Not much was made of it since I kept playing, but over the course of the night, it continued to feel sore. That night, I went to sleep with my brother and sister in the double bed we shared, Well, actually, Bobby had his own single, but he always came and slept with us after my mom left the room. In the middle of the night, the pain in my hip woke me up and I tried to get out of the bed, but I collapsed as soon as I put weight on my leg. My mom heard me fall and she rushed to the room to see what happened. She thought I had fallen out of bed or something because actually that happened fairly often since there were three of us and there didn't leave a whole lot of room to roll over in your sleep. So my mom carried me back to her room and I went back to sleep. A few hours later, the alarm goes off. It was time to get up for school. But when I rolled over, again, shooting pain went through my hip. At five, I couldn't very well articulate the feeling. So I just repeated my previous complaint. Mom, my hip hurts. I think she thought I was faking to try to get out of going to school, but I was in serious pain. Frustrated and in a rush to get three kids ready for school, my mom just said, Autumn, get up. I knew she meant business, so I tried to get out of bed. But once again, I collapsed in a heap. And this time I was screaming in pain. In that instant, my mom knew something was seriously wrong. I laid there on the floor sobbing, not able to stand or even really move. My mom quickly called my dad. And even though they had a tumultuous relationship, she knew this was no time for fighting. She told my dad she was going to rush me to the ER. My dad said he would meet us there, and into the car we went. I had to be carried, and then I was laid across the back seat because I couldn't even sit up. The pain was so bad. I don't remember the car ride to the hospital, but I remember arriving. Doctors met us outside and helped lift me out of the car. They tried to sit me in a wheelchair, but again, the pain just shot through my hip like a hot knife, and I screamed. At this point, my dad had arrived, so he picked me up and he carried me into the hospital. Instantly, I'm surrounded by doctors and nurses. 
The details are foggy after that, but they are there in my mind like shadows, like snippets of a dream half-remembered. Test after test was run with no answers. And at one point, the doctors even thought I might have a flesh-eating bacteria consuming my hip from the inside. Now, I'm glad I was too young to understand it all, but my parents were visibly terrified, and that I understood. There was a massive needle coming toward my little body. They were going to draw fluid from my hip, and my mom threw her body on top of mine. The doctors and nurses dragged her out of the room screaming while my dad held me down on the table. That test came back negative two. Tons of tests were run over the course of several days, and all of them came back inconclusive. I was in the hospital for a week. The upside was it was Christmas time, so Santa was making his rounds around the facility, delivering toys to all of the kids. My family was also coming to visit, bringing lots of coloring books and crayons, and I got to watch a lot of cartoons. But ultimately, my week-long stay at Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital in Cleveland, Ohio, turned up no answers as to why I had such unbearable pain in my hip. I was sent home on crutches, and my parents were told that I may never walk again, and they needed to be very careful of the activities that I participated in. Since they didn't know what was wrong or what caused it, they didn't know what could possibly re-trigger the injury. After a few weeks at home, my hip got better. I was off the crutches and back to being a normal kid, but, and this is a huge but, my parents were very leery for several years about letting me participate in any extracurricular activities. This was the first of many setbacks in my life. The first of many that would put me behind the eight ball. Okay, you guys, that story... Very hard for me to tell, very hard for me to read. And yes, I am reading it because my big announcement is I am reading it from my new book, Lose Weight Like Crazy, Even If You Have a Crazy Life, that is coming out August 18th, but is available today for pre-order on Amazon. Now, I want to read a little bit more to you so that you guys understand what this has to do, what this story has to do with losing weight and why it's a part of my book. You see, even at five, I knew I wanted to dance. In fact, it's a running joke in my family that I came out of the womb dancing since my mom never actually made it to the delivery room with me. She had me in the labor room. According to my dad, I shot out like a football. I wasn't waiting for anyone. When I was ready, I made my appearance into the world. So yeah, I wanted to dance from a very young age, but the doctors had warned my parents about my hip. So at five years old, when I begged them to sign me up for dance classes, the answer was no. At six, seven, and eight, the answer was no. I took my first dance class in eighth grade when I was 13 years old. After years of begging, my dad finally realized my hip was no longer a threat and I was able to enroll at Spotlight Dance Center in Mayfield Heights, Ohio. I had some of the best teachers in my life at that school, but I'll get to that later. I wanted to be a competitive dancer. There was just one problem. All the girls on the competition dance team had been dancing for years. And when I say years... I mean, they had at least five, if not six years of experience on me. 
how was I going to get on this team that I wanted to be a part of so bad when I was so far behind the eight ball? I was going to work my ass off. That's how. I was going to practice and practice and practice. I never missed a class. In fact, when I was sick, I would lie and tell my dad I felt fine and go to school just so I wouldn't have to skip dance class. I asked my teacher what I could do to get better or to be more involved with the studio. And after a few months, she let me start coming to help with the younger classes. Guys, I didn't get paid. I didn't get a discount on my lessons. I was in it to learn and to be the best version of me. Two years into dancing at Spotlight, I made the competition team. And this was a valuable lesson for me. This was the first time I saw that talent will get you so far but heart and perseverance will get you the rest of the way. I never was and never will be the most technical dancer in a room, but you will be hard-pressed to find someone with more passion or a stronger work ethic than me. And that is the point. With this program, as with anything in life, it takes dedication. It takes perseverance. Others might be stronger than you, have more endurance or less weight to lose. But if you have the drive and commitment, eventually you will be the one pulling ahead, even if you started behind the eight ball. Physical setbacks and limitations can definitely make something harder, but nothing is impossible. Impossible, a word that tries to break you. But instead of letting it break us, let's break impossible into I'm possible. You are an infinite possibility. You can do anything you set your heart and mind to. It might come easier for some than others, but if you put in the work, you can achieve the goal. We have the Paralympics. These are competitive games at the highest level for people with physical limitations. They are showing us every day what can be achieved. I follow some of the most inspiring athletes on social media, vets that no longer have their legs and are still in incredible shape doing pull-ups in their wheelchair. We see people make miraculous recoveries after terrible accidents. This doesn't just happen. This happens because they are dedicated to making it happen. They believe in themselves. They believe so much that they can do it, that they do do it. Let me ask you this. How bad do you want it? If you have ever done one of my workout programs, you know this is something I will shout out in the middle of a workout when I am pushing you to your limits. But I don't shout it out just because it sounds fun or gets a crowd going at a live workout. I shout it to remind you of what you are working toward. Is your goal to lose weight like crazy? Is your goal to live a healthy life no matter how crazy life gets? If the answer is yes, then I'm going to ask you again, how bad do you want it? Do you feel it in your soul? Do you believe it's possible? Are you ready to put in the work? Change doesn't come easy. Are you willing to make some sacrifices? Are you willing to sweat? Are you willing to do things you've never done to have the healthy body you've always wanted? Are you ready to trust me? completely to take you on this journey and help you lose weight like crazy, even if you have a crazy life. If you said yes, great, then let's get started. And that is the end of one of my stories in my book, Lose Weight Like Crazy, Even If You Have a Crazy Life. So let's talk about it, you guys. First of all, why 
did I write a book? I wrote a book for a few reasons. Um, I wanted to be able to share my nutrition program and my nutrition philosophy with the world in another way. Obviously, it's always been shared with my workout programs on Beachbody On Demand, and it's been shared um, with the nutrition program, Ultimate Portion Fix, on Beachbody On Demand with the 36 different videos where I teach you step-by-step how to follow the program. But that reaches the people that are members of Beachbody On Demand and having a book means hopefully I can reach even more people. You might see it on a bookshelf when you're at the bookstore. You might see the book when you're at the airport walking past one of the bookstores and think, huh, that sounds interesting. You might be the person that's living a crazy life right now that's had setback after setback and and thinks that those are the reasons that you can't achieve your goal to live a healthy life. So that's why I wanted to put it in a book form. The other reason I wanted to write a book was because I wanted to share personal stories. This book is like three books in one. So the first part of the book are my life lessons. I would call it a personal development book, the first half of it. These are some of the hardest experiences, life lessons that I've gone through. And I'm putting them all right here. I'm putting them all out in the open. I'm sharing them all because lessons have come from my struggles and triumphs have come from my struggles. I didn't necessarily see the what the the silver lining was in the moment when I was five years old and I was writhing in pain on the floor. I didn't see a lesson being taught to me. I just knew I was in pain. It wasn't until I looked back being an adult that I saw one of my lessons in there, which was that I learned how to come from behind the eight ball. And there's several other stories in the book about coming up from behind the eight ball. That's sort of been a theme in my personal life. And had I given up at any given moment when I was behind the eight ball, when I was struggling, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't teach the way I teach and I wouldn't have the philosophies that I have. So I wanted to put these all in one place. Look, you guys, let's be honest. I'm not stupid. I know what I look like, okay? I'm in good shape. I know that. I've worked my whole life to be in good shape. But I also know that there's a little bit of a stigma and that sometimes people will look at me and say things like, what does she know? She's never had to struggle. She's probably never had to work for anything. It comes easy to her. And it couldn't be further from the truth. So that's why I'm opening up. That's why I'm sharing my hard life lessons so that you guys know where I've come from. You know the struggles I over, I've overcome. And hopefully that allows you to trust me that much more to take you on this journey. So the first half of the book is my hard life lessons, okay? Second half of the books is the program, How to Lose Weight Like Crazy Even If You Have a Crazy Life. A lot of people know it as Portion Fix. And you might be thinking right now, well, Autumn, I've been doing Portion Fix for years. It came out with 21 Day Fix. I've been following it. So why do I need your book? Why do I need to hear it again? Let me tell you guys why. Because while there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that have already followed my nutrition program and have followed it for years, I watch every day people who say they're following it and they're loosely following it. They're kind 
kind of following it. They'll reach out to me. They'll ask me a question. They'll ask me for advice. They'll say, Autumn, I'm following Ultimate Portion Fix. I'm not losing weight. This is what's going on with me. And they say something and I'm like, but that's not Ultimate Portion Fix. They'll say things like, I even dropped myself down a bracket and I'm still not losing weight. And I'm like, that's not Ultimate Portion Fix. Or they'll say, you know, I'm working out three days a week, but they're using the formula for working out five days a week intensely. And I'm like, that's not the right formula. They'll forget that dried fruit doesn't count the same as fresh fruit on the program. They'll forget that they're only supposed to have treats or swaps two to three times a week or how much that swap counts as. Um, So the book is stripping it back down to the basics. I'm going... I'm going back down to the basics for a reason because things can get confusing, right? The program's been around for seven years. We've gone deeper and deeper and I've asked, I've answered tons of questions on the program and sometimes the deeper we get, the more confusing it gets for people when it doesn't have to be. So the second half of the book is really stripping it back down to the basics and getting you guys to go step by step following the nutrition program. And I, I want to say this, it is not a diet. It is a way of eating for life. So go back to it. Go back to the basics. Here's the bottom line. If you're not following it to a T every day consistently, then you need to go back and read it again. You guys, I can't tell you how many courses I've taken over the course of my career that I've actually taken more than once. Not because I failed it the first time. I've aced it. I've gone back and taken it again. I can't tell you how many books I've read multiple times. Not because I didn't understand what I read the first time, but because we can only take so much in at once. We can only process so much. We only hear the things we're ready to hear. So sometimes you need to hear things again and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, how did I miss that the last time? How did I not hear that in one of the videos? How did I not hear that the first time Autumn said it? Or why didn't I recognize that when I read it last time? So go back and follow it again. First part, personal development. Second part of the book is the nutrition program and how to follow it no matter how crazy your life is. The third part is the fact that there are, I believe we have 27 new fix-approved recipes in the book. These recipes are nowhere else, you guys. They are not on Fixate. They are not in Fixate Volume 1, the cookbook, Fixate Volume 2, the cookbook. These are 27 new recipes that Bobby and I have come up with specifically for the book, um, breakfast, lunch, dinner, desserts, uh, all to make getting started on the journey easy or to just reinvigorate you if you're coming back to it, give you new recipes, even if you've been following it. So there's also the recipe section. So quasi cookbook section, right? And then the last section of the book, so I guess it's actually four parts, is that I've written two brand new 30-minute workouts. Um, They follow the 21-day fix format. One is a new version of Dirty 30, and one is a brand new version of Cardio. So the workouts are in there. There's photos. There's step-by-step instructions on how to do the moves. They These two workouts will be filmed. They will go up on Beachbody On Demand in front of the paywall, but they won't be up until the book actually launches um, August 18th. But there's two new workouts as well. So like I said, I basically took four things and put them into one 
in this book. I have been working on this since last September, October. Um, I know so many people have been like, Autumn, what have you been up to? And I haven't been able to say anything, obviously, until now. So I'm so excited to be sharing this. It has been a labor of love, to say the least. It's been very interesting to be putting the finishing touches on the book at home with a pandemic going on, but none the lefts. And by the way, you guys, the title, Lose Weight Like Crazy, Even If You Have a Crazy Life, the title was thought up of a year ago, last September, when we first started writing the book, when I said, I want to share some of my craziest stories that people probably would never believe because I want people to know like, look, I call BS on excuses because I have a million excuses that I should not be in the job that I am when you look at the things that I've gone through in my life. So yeah, I wanted I wanted you to understand that it doesn't matter how crazy life is, that if you put in the work, you can achieve the result. Now, I wrote down some questions that you guys might be thinking, and I actually even asked a few people that know about the book at Beachbody, what are some questions they thought I would be asked by people? So I'm going to try to answer them now. One of the questions was, what do I hope readers get from it? And the the biggest thing I hope you get is inspired. I hope you get insti- inspired by the stories. Not only are there stories, but there's actionable steps after each story to get you started before you even get to the second half of the book where the nutrition plan is. So yeah, I hope you're inspired by the book. I hope that as you read the book and as you go into the second half of the book, the nutrition plan, you see things that maybe you haven't seen before. You hear things in a way that you haven't heard them before that help you dial in your nutrition that much more. It's not about deprivation. It's not about dieting. It's not about starving yourself. It's not about never having a glass of wine again or never having chocolate or dessert again. It's just about living a healthy life. I think those are the two biggest things. I hope that you're inspired and I hope that you have new tools to help you lead a healthy life. Those those are the biggest things I want to see people um, get from the book. What are the three main problems I think the book solves? That was an interesting one, but... um. So here's the first one. The first problem I think this book solves is there's so much conflicting information out there about how we should eat to be healthy and how we should eat to lose weight. Every time you turn on the TV, every time you jump on social media, every time you open a magazine, there's a new diet trend, there's a new superfood, there's a new, there's just always something new. And it's really hard to if you're not immersed in the world of nutrition it's hard to start breaking it down and going okay what's going to work for me and here's what i will say guys there's hundreds of nutritional theories out there there's tons of different ways to eat that are healthy this is about three basic principles that's it because there's a lot of diets out there and a lot of diets can help you lose weight. The question is, will you keep it off for good? Will you stick to it for life? The other question is, is it actually healthy? Do I think it's healthy to eliminate fruit from your diet altogether? No, unless you have a medical reason for it. Now, somebody who's diabetic or or is 
instructed by a doctor to follow a ketogenic diet for medical reasons, then yes, they should. But somebody eliminating fruit from their diet because they're afraid of it or they think the the sugar in fruit is bad or the carbs in fruit is bad, no. So I wanted to present a way to eat that is sustainable for life, not just a month or a few months or a year. I wanted something that people could follow for life. I wanted something that simplified it, that didn't make it feel so overwhelming that you couldn't continue to live life. Look, this is called the Let's Do Life podcast, okay? You have to eat. So eating is a part of life and it should be an enjoyable part of life, but there's a balance between enjoying and overindulging. So my goal, what I aim to teach is to enjoy, but to not overindulge. So we're looking at balanced macronutrients. We're looking at portion control and we're looking at really reducing or eliminating those highly processed fake foods, those things that aren't real food that our body doesn't know what to do with. So that's problem number one that I hope I'm helping solve. Problem number two is that the book goes deeper than food. Here's the thing. Most people, and you guys, I'm saying most, I'm not saying all, I'm saying most people aren't overweight just because they like the taste of cookies or ice cream. We are using food to deal with our emotions. And oh my gosh, Lord knows right now with what is going on in the world, we have so many emotions. Like every day it's it's frustration, sadness, anger, fear, moments of fun and happiness when we find out maybe something is opening back up or you get to see a family member or friend that you haven't seen in a while. And, And this isn't just right now, right? Like this just happens to be the moment in time that we're in when I'm talking about this. But we use food to celebrate. We use food to mourn. We use food when we're bored. Like we use it for so many reasons. And we forget that the only reason we're supposed to use food is for fuel. So I do aim to go deeper in the book than that, like to take on our emotions and to take on what are the traumas and what are the things that we've had, that we've experienced in our past that we might not even recognize that we need to deal with so that we don't keep stuffing our emotions deep down inside of us partially with food. So I, I'm aiming to do just that, to to go deeper than just food in the book, but to look at our emotions and how we deal with our emotions. Um, my goal is to teach people how to look at struggles differently. And when you do that, you're no longer trying to use food to just fill that void. And the third thing is I wanted to give a total solution in one place. I wanted to give you a way of looking at your struggles in a positive way, give you a program that is easy to implement, give you recipes that are delicious, that are easy to make, that don't take hours in the kitchen. And I wanted to give you workouts that you could do anywhere because you have to move your body also. It's it's a part of it to live a healthy life. I know the name of the book is Lose Weight Like Crazy, even if you have a crazy life, but I say it right in the beginning of the book. It's not just about losing weight. It's even like you might just want to be crazy healthy. You might be at a perfectly healthy weight. You might not have any weight to lose. That doesn't mean the book isn't for you. Being healthy is about having a healthy mindset. It's about putting healthy fuel in your body 
and it's about moving your body. So that's what I wanted to give you all in one place. And I think those are the three main problems I'm hoping, hoping I helped solve with the book. Um, another question I got was, why does the world need another weight loss book? I look, <laughs> on one hand, it probably doesn't. But on the other, it absolutely does. Because here's the thing, until our obesity epidemic is no longer an obesity epidemic, we need all of the tools we can get our hands on to help us lead healthier lives. If that's a book, it's a book. If it's a magazine article, it's a magazine article. If it's a online streaming service like Beachbody On Demand and home workouts that you can do, fantastic. But the bottom line is until we learned to treat our bodies as the amazing machine that they are and we take care of it as the amazing machine that it is, like I said, we need every tool we can get our hands on. And so that's why there's another book. That's why there's the Lose Weight Like Crazy, Even If You Have a Crazy Life book coming out to you August 18th. Okay, this is a this was an interesting question, question that I got. Um, shouldn't we all be okay with ourselves just as we are? This is a big question and it's actually interesting that I got this question because I plan on doing a whole other podcast episode about this exact topic. So I'll go into it a little bit. Shouldn't we be okay with ourselves just as we are? Listen, we should always love our bodies no matter what. Always. Doesn't matter your shape, your size, a number on the scale, nothing. You should love yourself. Absolutely. But unhealthy is unhealthy, okay? And I don't say that to be mean. I say that because it just is what it is. We know that being excessively overweight has health complications that come with it. Diabetes, high blood pressure, um, you know, other lifestyle diseases that come with it, you know, different forms of cancer that could potentially, I'm not saying cancer is caused by being overweight. I'm saying there are lifestyle diseases that are a known fact that come from being excessively overweight. So can you love yourself while trying to lose weight? Absolutely. Should you love yourself even if you're trying to lose weight? Absolutely. But should you settle? No, I don't think any of us should ever settle for less than what we're capable of. We get one life and it is such a gift. If you really think about all the things that had to happen for you to end up here, shouldn't we take full advantage of that? Shouldn't we live to the very best of our ability and isn't part of that being the healthiest version of ourselves so that we feel good, so we wake up feeling strong and energetic and positive and like we're just ready to take on the world? Does that mean every single day you're going to be like walking on sunshine? No. But I think that we should. We all have amazing capabilities and why shouldn't we try to live up to whatever that is? So that's just my own personal thought on it and I hope I don't offend anybody by it. Um, but there it is. Okay. 
I got a couple more questions. What if I really do lose weight like crazy and my spouse starts to undermine me? Mm. I see this one a lot. Being that I have a bunch of groups that I run on Facebook that have thousands of people in it, I see it a lot. Um, there's a lot there. That's a, it's a loaded question. I want to be careful about how I answer it because I don't want to offend anybody or make people think I'm encouraging something one way or another. But what I will say is this, that you are ultimately up to you. And if you want to live your healthiest life, you have to take control of that. So that means you're going to have to work your willpower a little bit. You're going to have to be very strong. You might have to have some hard conversations if it's your significant other undermining you and saying like, look, this is how I want to live. I want to feel good. I want to be healthy. I want to be around for you. If you guys have kids, I want to be around for our kids or whatever that might be. You might have to have the hard conversations if you don't get the support that that you need and deserve, that is entirely up to you. And that's not something that I want to uh, advise too much on because everybody has to make their own decision about what they are willing to have in their life and who they surround themselves with and what they're not willing to tolerate in their lives and what they're not willing to surround themselves with. So... I do believe that we should be supportive of each other. I do believe if you see somebody that is fighting like crazy to try to lose weight, don't be the person that tears them down. Don't be the person that taunts them with food. They're trying to do something good for themselves. Like, why? Why would you ever want to make somebody feel bad about that? Why would you ever want to undermine them about that? There's a deeper issue there if that's the case, you guys, because if somebody loves you, they should be there to support you always. And I'm not just talking about significant other. I'm talking about family members and friends too. Listen, I've gotten a ton of grief from my family over the years about like, oh, why do you eat like a bird? Oh, Autumn doesn't drink. God, just loosen up. Have a little bit. Now, I've gotten to a place in my life where I'm strong enough to just be like, hey guys, this is me. And like, whatever, you do you. Look, I was at a family reunion with my cousins, um... Last August, right before I started working on the book. And mind you, I love my family, you guys. I love them, love them, love them. Love my cousins. It was it was all of my first cousins and their kids and myself and Dominic. Um, and it was just a huge group of us. Now, my cousins like to drink, as does a lot of members in my family. And they're Italian. They like to eat like the old school, just like Italian. Give us pizza, give us pasta, you know, bust out the chips. That's not me. That's just not what I do. I'll have a drink. I'll have a glass of wine or two, but I won't spend the whole day drinking. That's just not me. I don't feel good. I Listen, I'm not judging them. Do you. Have fun. But I'm going to have one glass or two, and then I'm going to have one, water. I have no problem eating some chips, but I'm not going to eat a bag of chips for lunch. I have no problem eating pizza or pasta, but I'm just not going to eat a whole pizza and then eat pasta for dinner and have chips and drink beer. I wouldn't feel good. My body would hurt. So I'm going to do me. Um, So yeah, that's, I just think that, like I said, you have to pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with. Now, my cousins have gotten to the point where nobody really gives me a hard time about it anymore. I think it was before, you know, my job, my career took off as much as it has. I think 
not I think, I know. I know my family looks at me and they're so proud of what I've done and they're inspired by it. I know that and I love them, like I said. So um, I think that's awesome. But but it took a while. And I will tell you, it, my dad is still the harshest critic on the way I eat. But it is what it is. He wants me to still cook meatballs in Crisco like grandma used to do. No, dad, we don't cook meatballs in lard. <laughs> I cook them in olive oil. <laughs> okay, moving on. Why will I succeed with this when I've failed with everything else I've tried? It's a great question. And let me say this. You guys, if you come into this with a negative mindset or maybe a mindset that you've taken into other diets, or if you come into it thinking that it won't work for you because nothing works for you, it probably won't work for you. Okay. Mindset is huge. And like I said, that's why the whole first half of the book is about mindset because you have to get your mind right before you take on the nutrition. So if you come into it with a positive mindset, if you come into it believing it can work for you and you trust the process and you go all in, it can and will work. You have to be patient. Is it going to work overnight? No. Unfortunately, science is not in our favor in this aspect. You can eat shitty food over the weekend and gained five pounds and then spend two days working out and eating healthy and you won't lose that five pounds. You might lose one or two. Like I said, unfortunately, the science just doesn't really work in our favor that way. It's a lot fast. It's a lot easier to put on the weight than it is to lose the weight. But the bottom line is that it'll work if you do the work. So my question, and I even talk about this is in the book, is to go back and look at why other things didn't work for you. Were they too restrictive? Did you not trust the process? Did you not stick with it long enough? Um, what was it? And, and, and then look at this. Like I said, this is not a diet. It's a lifestyle. So you're not going to be restricted. You're not going to be told you can't have pizza or pasta or a cocktail or a dessert. I'm going to show you how to do it in the right portion sizes. Um, so this will work for you if you go all in. And that's really that's really the bottom line is it will work for you if you go all in. There's probably a lot of things that will work for you if you go all in. But again, there are some things that are incredibly challenging. Like there are diets out there that I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, why would you ever? That just sounds miserable. Like I would never want to have to eat like that. I would feel I'd be angry. You guys, I like food. I want to enjoy food. So I don't want to be deprived. I definitely don't want to starve. Do not be around Autumn when she is hangry. Okay. It's not pretty. So there are definitely diets out there that are very hard to follow. And maybe that's why it didn't work for you. I don't think this is that hard to follow. It's some very basic principles that when applied consistently over time work. That's the bottom line. Okay. Last question. Who is this not for? Hmm. That's a great question. Who is it not for? How do I answer this without it coming out as a devil negative? Okay. It's not for the person who isn't ready to do the work. That's the bottom line. You have to be ready to do the work. Change nothing and nothing changes. Okay. So if you are looking for me to give you a way to still eat all the crap in the world and drink all the booze you want and lose weight, this is not for you. Because there are some changes that you're going to have to make. You're going to have to eat some vegetables. You're going to have to eat some fruit. You're going to need to drink water. 
if you drink wine every night, you're going to need to cut back on how much wine you drink. If you eat dessert every day, you're going to need to cut back on eating dessert every day. If, you know, if you're used to eating massive, maybe one massive meal, big old dinner at the end of the day, but not eating the whole rest of the day, you're going to have to make some changes. So if you're not willing to budge on anything and you're just looking for me to tell you how to eat junk food and lose weight, this book is not for you. If you are willing to make some small changes, if you're willing to dial it in, go all in, trust the process, do the work, take it one day at a time, one meal at a time, if you're willing to fall and get back up, then it's for you because it's not about being perfect and nobody's going to be perfect, especially if this is your first time trying the program. You might have a day where you're like, oh, crap, I was supposed to eat an uh, like a vegetable and I forgot to get in my fourth serving of vegetables or, oh man, I was only supposed to have three carbohydrates and ah, I forgot I had bread at lunch, so I accidentally had four. If you can just not beat yourself up over those small slip-ups, but just get right back on plan and keep going and moving forward and making progress every day, then it is for you. I am beyond excited for this book. I'm beyond excited to open up to you guys, to share my hard life lessons, to give you this program, these new recipes, these new workouts. The book is called Lose Weight Like Crazy, Even If You Have a Crazy Life. Okay. It's available. You can, for pre-order on Amazon. You can also go to my website, autumncalibries.com. If you guys sign up for my email list, you will get a quote unquote lost chapter. It was a chapter I had wrote that I was going to include in the book that didn't end up making it into the book, not because it wasn't a great chapter or a great life lesson, just, you know, in organizing everything, it didn't make it into the book. So if you put your email in, sign up for that, you will get that chapter with the little assignment that comes with it. You'll get that right away. That will be emailed to you right away. And then you can also just click on the Amazon link from my website and pre-order it now, you guys. I'm really, really very excited to be sharing this with you. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for sharing this big announcement with me. I hope you guys enjoy the book. Lose Weight Like Crazy, Even If You Have a Crazy Life is available for pre-order now on Amazon.com. Again, you guys, it's Lose Weight Like Crazy, Even If You Have a Crazy Life. Pre-order it today. Can't wait for you guys to get your hands on it. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Do Life with Autumn Calabrese. Thanks for listening to the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. This show is produced by Will Sterling for Podcast One. Be sure to download new episodes every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at podcastone.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review.